Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Hey, Secrets of Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Also, boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code, seriously, like a real-life cheat code, and then saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It just loves a good plot twist. So listen to Merit Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Well, folks, Antonio T. Smith Jr. is doing it again. He's done it again. 
Yes, he has. Giving away so much knowledge just to help you succeed. Walk out of the middle class. Become a multimillionaire. He is giving away his book just for you. The name of that book? The Richest Man in the Trash Can. You want to make sure you get this book. Here's why. If you are someone who is tired, frustrated, irritated of the day-to-day schedule of waking up, going to work, going back home, going to sleep just to do it all over again, not being able to spend time with your family, you just got married, you just had kids, or you take care of your parents and you're not there to do it, this is the book for you. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, this book is free 99 yes you heard me free 99 yes all you want for free yes free 99 all you have to do is just pay shipping and handling that's it nine dollars and 95 cents just to get your free book this book is a life changer i'm trying to tell you guys everything in this book is what antonio taught myself in grace that enabled us to retire yes we are retired and we haven't even hit our 40s yet I'm just saying. I got a few months to go. Don't worry about it. Shh. Don't nobody need to know that, girl. <laughs> you don't look it. That's it. Go get it. Go get it and walk yourself out of the middle class into the life you deserve. Walk yourself into abundance. Abundance is freedom and this book is your journey out. You can plant better. You can dominate. Hey, everybody. We are ready and recording and I'm just grateful to have all of you. As you can look at, you see Ken, he has his staff, because he is staff, thing in the back. Yes, 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 yes. All staff have some. We just got to get the green screens rotating around and around so people can have that. Also, I do want to tell you just some few good news this is. Okay, we're going to make a plural, plural, plural word. News this is. I want to tell you some good news this is on today. Let us just unmute our mic for no reason, and let's clap for Phil and Susan Sorrentino. Yes, please. Come on. Let's bring it on. Phil, Susan! They have very brilliant ideas, and they are both going to do an amazing job. They're preparing stuff. There's all sorts of great things for us, and I'm looking forward to them taking the helms. Well, they already took the helms, but you know, being uh, having a much larger role and leading Vince Law Vastine, and there's another one no one knows about, and that's Adonia. Yes, 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 yes. yes. All of them are basically going to be staff of the Bureau of Dominant Speakers with Phil and Susan Sorrentino over all of them giving us direction and moving forward also one more thing one more thing about that expect us the first goal phase one goal is to go let me not say that on the recorded line the phase one goal i'm gonna put the disney channel disney channel version out is to go get four hundred and fifty thousand people yes four hundred and fifty thousand people that's phase one so get ready for that and all of you will be in charge. And now he explains why Phil and Susan Sorrentino will be handling that. Because if anyone knows how to handle 450,000 speakers, 
it would be them too. Right? It's definitely going to be them too. Well, with that being said, I believe it's speaker time. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't know, but I know. Chris Holmes is an entrepreneur that has published four books, with his first one being published right after high school. The books are 100 Testimonies of a Young Soul, Justice of the Black Boy, Steps to Manhood, and Overcoming Mountains. Chris Holmes looks look at adversity as a new opportunity for growth. The goal is to challenge, the goal is to challenge the current thinking to help others take a leap of faith to the next level. He has delivered keynotes to schools, churches, organizations, events, and company. He speaks on self-development, leadership, marketing, teamwork, branding, business, and mindset. Chris Holmes believes that it is the mind that is the key to unlocking your success. That success can be financial or personal, or just the pursuit of happiness. He is always delivering value to others in his podcast, which includes guests by the names of Antonio T. Smith Jr. and Brian Scudamore. Both guests are millionaires, and he acts about traits and mindsets that got them there. He graduated from Sam Houston State University as a member of the Rotary Club and interned for the Northwestern Mutual before graduation. He has been interviewed multiple times on local networks covered by the UBAWA magazine in February 2017 and has an article in Voyage Houston. Chris loves to take on bigger challenges. He is originally from the countryside of Huntsville, Texas, and is now making a statement in the city of Houston. Growing up in that town, his expectations of life was bigger than his small city with prison walls, with TDCJ being the biggest employee of Walker County. Ladies and gentlemen, I just read you this bio of this great 90-year-old man that accomplished all these things, yet he just turned 28 or 29. His birthday was the other day. This man is well accomplished. He is focused. He's wearing his own brand, and he is a keynote slayer, as I've got to hear him, Ken, Deanna, and Grace, keynote in front of 400 people just a few months ago. Without further ado, I give to you the king of millennials, the one who refuses to give up and focuses on the mind. Mr. Christopher Holmes. Come on, clap your hands together. Take it away, sir. The ultimate measure of a man is not in his time of comfort and convenience, but it's in his time of challenge and controversy. Martin Luther King, Jr. Before I go even further with my speech, I would like for the audience to raise your hand if you have ever faced a time of great challenge and controversy. I see the hands being raised. Thank you for that. When I think about Martin Luther King and that statement right there, it had me go in a lot of deep thoughts. Challenge and controversy challenge and controversy. It takes a man or woman with strong integrity 
and to reach their potential and growth to have that. And when I think about this and reflect on my own personal life experiences and much more, I have to admit that I am not the most perfect person. I am flawed just like you and everybody else that has listened to this today. I have fallen short, but that is part of my growth. And I will admit right now that there's a lot of times where I have just lost my cool. <laughs> and that is perfectly fine. But at the same time, we must learn from that mistakes and go even more further. And then I just reflect on Martin Luther King's statement again. And I think about the time period because this is a man that wanted to unite people together, no matter what the color or the background, together as one. He had a dream. But this man right here walked the streets peacefully and got spat in his face. Could you imagine of how hard it could have been at that current time to know that your vision and much more is to be something of greater and you're doing it peacefully, but yet as you walk peacefully as unit together to be spat in the face. Not only that, to see your people being hosed down and treated as mere objects, not as human beings, but as simple objects to be thrown away. And not only that, his own family life was on the line. And I know any man that has his family on the line, their integrity will really be tested because as any man will be, will want to defend and protect their family. So as I continue with this speech and you follow along with me, I want you to keep this one thing inside of your head, is how will you react in time of trouble? I'm gonna say it again. How will you react in time of trouble? And just in case you didn't hear me for the first two times, I'll say it one more time. How will you react in times of trouble? Because I feel like these is what really forms what a true leader is meant to be. Now, everybody has their own different perspectives of what a leader should be. Some may believe that Barack Obama was a great leader. Some may believe Donald Trump is a great leader. Others may think Muhammad Ali, and the list goes on from the community, boxers, athletes, actresses, and much more. But it still goes to that point that I said earlier of how will you act in the times of trouble? Because there's something really funny about everybody wants to be a boss, especially in the social media age that we have today. It's everybody's quick to put boss leader into their Instagrams, Facebook, and much more. But when it comes times of challenges, they run away. So will you run away when challenge comes for you, or will you face it head on? Will you run away, or will you face it head on? And as I dive really even deeper into this, think of the mother who had to hold those tears and the moments when our kids were watching, to show that love and comfort to her kids and show that strength. Even though there was times where she just wanted to break completely down, she still held it in because she wanted to show that courage and that strength and be that image for the kids to continue throughout their life. Or better yet, think of that father who can't stay in their job and can't wait to quit, but he can't quit. You know why? 
because he has to be able to provide the funds to keep the lights on. He has to be able to provide the funds to keep his kids fed. And he has to be able to be showing the strength and keep the funds in a much more because if he quits, not only will he let his wife down and his kids down, he will let his own family down and the society and the community that's looking up to him. So always be aware of who's watching because you never know and you must always show strength. And again, I will ask how you react in times of trouble. Even in business, as we all know, businesses grow and get even bigger, but as you rise even higher to success, you will face controversy. You gotta be able to motivate that sales team to make those phone calls and those vows, and I'm speaking from experience, because there's gonna be times where you don't wanna pick up the phone or even yet and knock on that door because you are sick and tired of denial, but you have to be a leader and motivate your sales team to move even forward to get past that. Or even better, you must be the one to show innovation so you can stay competitive in the market. Because once you step, get comfortable, it's pretty much a wrap. We have seen plenty of examples of this from Blockbuster and much more. They believe in their module and think that this is what society believes that they should hold on to. But they refuse to change to adjust. So it takes integrity and being open-minded to get to this level and to keep it. And not only that, you will be tested by society. Society will doubt you. Society will test your limits, call your names. So how will you be able to handle pressure? And will you be able to rise up? Another thing that I want to get onto, diving right even further, is everybody wants to make the top dollar, the big bucks, shot collar, and much more. But the people that want to make these big bucks, they want to do everything else that everybody else is. And I'm here to remind you that if you want to be in the top percent, you know, leave that impact in society. You got to be able to do the things that everybody else is not willing to do. That means you have to work extra hard to get to that point. You have to put the hours in and much more because it's not just an overnight success. And I sometimes get caught in the wonder why people think it's overnight. Of course, you may go viral off one post and things like that, but they don't see the past works. They don't see the amount of hours you put in to get to that point. And you got to be able to put in that work and hold your moral principles and hold on to integrity again, because a lot of times people just let go of that because they're not getting the rewards from it immediately. But it's going to take patience. It's like I always go to this perfect example of lifting up weights. When you go into a weight room, you're going to start lifting the weights. In the beginning, you're going to struggle. It's just like life. As you lift these weights and continue, it slowly becomes easier and easier. And then you get comfortable, but don't get comfortable. You should always challenge yourself to go to the next level. Never get comfortable because once you get comfortable, you allow others to test you even further. And then again, your integrity will be tested. So as you go through your life, you must always be willing and able to keep up and going to the next level because this is a marathon not a sprint. And if it was easy, everyone would be, be able to do it. It sometimes like hits me really hard when, I, when people think that it's supposed to be given to me. But if you really want some of the things that you want in life, you're going to have to put the extra work in, hold on to your moral principles, integrity, and much more, and fight for what you deserve. 
because no one is just going to give you your dream. You're going to have to fight for it. And while you fight for it, make sure you do it the right way and hold on to what you believe and stand for in integrity. Just like I said earlier, Mark Luther King statement. Because these are the foundations of what keeps you whole. Because if you lose this as you rise up, you will quickly fall back down. Now, as I go even further, I believe that a leader must have these four traits. And one of them that first comes to mind is communication. Because if you are unable to communicate with another partner, how can they be able to understand? You may have different dreams, visuals, and things like that, but if you don't have any kind of communication skills, it's all gone. Communication not only just applies in business, but personal life as well. So as you step forward in your own life and much more, you must hold on to communication and make sure that it's well understood. Now, after communication, here's another thing. You must be also be able to listen. Yes, I said it. Listen. Even my, my myself have been guilty for doing this as well. But I've learned even more as I get older. You must learn how to be to listen. Because as you grow and go forward into life, you must keep an open ear. You must always be able to learn. And it's okay if you don't know everything. It's part of being a leader and holding on integrity as well. As well. Because you being able to learn the different traits and things like that makes you more well-rounded so you can make a bigger impact, not only in your own area, but also worldwide. So the more that you listen, the more strong and a bigger impact will land and leave that bigger legacy. Next thing is vision. You must have a vision. Because if you don't have a vision, will be lost. And the worst thing they can have is a leader without a vision. It's like a lost leader. And that's the most dangerous kind. Because he will lead his um, people in the community and much more into the wrong direction that may be strongly disastrous. So you must be able to have a vision and see through adversity in the cloud to reach that destination. So make sure that you have a vision. So remember that you must have communication, the big ability to, oh, and lastly, see, like I said earlier, I'm not perfect, but that's okay. Lastly, you must be able to trust. Name one Fortune 500 company that has made to a success without being able to trust each other individuals. Because if you think you can reach all these and much more by yourself, you must be strongly mistaken. It takes a team. And if you can do it all by yourself, you're not dreaming big enough. So you must be able to trust these people with your vision and much more and have the integrity and the communication and much more to lead them to their path because that is what's going to make you leave the legacy. So with that said, I want you to listen to this and understand. I understand that you may have a past, a past that may hold you down, a past that probably has destructed inside of you and made you think that you are not really worth it. But I'm here to remind you that you are worth it. And no matter what your past is, you must be able to keep because that is fear of unknown. I understand that you may have fears, 
And because you can't really seek the destination that you're at or heading into, you may come to a stop. But until you get outside your comfort zone and put research to success, you will contain yourself when, you're the, um, when your possibilities are there. Because if you are constantly staying in the same spot, you will never get closer to your destination. But you start taking those small steps. Those small steps, you become closer to your destination. And that only happens when you begin to attack all fear. Expectation. I understand that the expectations for you are very looking up to your kids are looking up to you and much more. And you don't want to let them down. But like I said earlier, don't let the fear of failure prevent you from reaching your success because you have to be that one to make that impact. And if you just let that hold you back, you will never let the impact and someone is counting on you. And I understand you're going to face criticism and it's all part of success. Success is given to those who are warrior and fight for it. Because if you give up now, you just locked, dropped a baton to inspiring that kid that's going to be in the future. You got to show this child the integrity. And if you quit, you never will. So I want you to understand that you are worth it because I need you. They need you. The world needs you. The world needs you to stand on something strong. The world needs you to leave impact, to change society and make that stand to what you believe. And it may not be the most easiest thing, but that's okay. Because anything that's really worth it is going to take some great challenge. But you must remember not to quit. Never to quit and hold on to your integrity. Because you don't know how many lives are depending on you. And if you quit, you will let them down. Never fall into this and keep striving for more. Because this is a journey. It's a marathon. And as you continue, you will inspire the nations and much more that you are meant to be that leader and you will inspire the next person and let to become the next leader. And it becomes a cycle. But it all becomes into integrity and holding on and unleashing a dream. Because just remember, like I said in the very beginning, Martin Luther King had a dream and it was never easy. He got spat on, people got posed his people down and much more. But every through your storms and tribulations and much more, it's where you find your breakthrough for your success. And if you give up now, you will never get to that point. So use, and I repeat, and I ask you, use your struggle, use your storms to reach your potential because someone is counting on you. And just remember, like I said earlier, how will you react in times of trouble? I will now open it up for Q&A. All right, we got some time for Q&A. Who's got some questions? Good job, Chris. Let's see, come on, someone come up with Q&A or comments. Well, no, Q&A, questions, let's go. Chris, how do you define, Chris, how do you define integrity? Integrity is standing on to what you believe, believe on throughout adversity because you have to be able to stand firm onto that. And if you're unable to stand firm to what you believe in, you'll fall for anything. So it takes a strong individual to have integrity because they are standing strong in what they believe. 
Good stuff. Great answer. Sure appreciate you. Another question? Chris, okay, Law has his hand up. Then Grace is next. What's your idea of great communication? Oh, you said great communication. All right. Grace, you're next. No, he's here. His camera probably cut off. Okay. Chris, in, in, in being that you are in your 20s, how, where did this wisdom come from? Okay, I think he's having a little malfunction. Chris, you there? Okay, no problems. What we'll do is I'll stop the official time right here. Boom. Yep, his thing was messing up. That makes sense because he was it was breaking up towards the end. And then when he comes back, y'all give him a round of applause for me. And then let's see. That'll be 18 minutes-ish. Boom. Let me write this down. And when he comes back, I'll give him a round of applause because if anybody phone died in the middle of the Q&A, you'd be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened, right? So go ahead and <laughs> take that edge off of him when he comes back. Good job for those of you who participated in Q&A and all of you who are always here. Jerome, you're looking like a young man with that cut. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Whenever I cut my hair that low, it looked like I take baths finally. Ooh. You know. Well, yes. Yeah, thank you for yes. that. Well, that's what it looks like for me. Yes, yes. Yes, that's what it looks like for me. That's what it looks like for me. Tell, uh, you got Chris' number? Just call him on three-way and tell him he ain't got to worry about it. Just call him three-way and we'll patch him in that way. All right, so good, good. First time for everything. And then we'll just save our feedback and let's just say, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he out there. I need to give me some dreads like like you, though, Law. I'm just saying. But if I had that, man, I couldn't tell me nothing. Come on. It might change God your world. What he be you know what I'm saying? See, see God knows what he be doing. He don't, he don't let me do all that. That growth process is brutal. Brutal. Uh, brutal, I tell you. Yeah, but just the first three months. Just the first three months. Yeah, yeah. Just in case you lose, because I think it's reception that's enough. Oh, no problem. Hold on. Okay. All right. She's three way in the mail right now. The most excellent news. All right. Chris, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. There you go. He has a reception issue. All right. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Okay, feedback from the peers. Let's hear it. Come close to me, Grace. Bring, bring your chair. Who wants to go first? Yes. All right, hold on. I need to fall. No. All right, so we got Deanna first. One second. Did Grace get an answer Grace, to her question? Did, say what? Did, did Grace get 
No, she didn't. No, he didn't. No, Grace asked a question, and we were still waiting for him to answer Grace's question. Oh, okay. So Grace, yeah. first. Yeah, Can you repeat the question? Yeah, we can repeat it for you. Grace right. first. Yeah, let's check it. So, sometimes I'm calling on people not in. Ken, you third. Maxine, you fourth. And then Jerome, you fifth. And you get to go twice, Grace. Right? You get to finish your question and then give feedback. Okay. All right, go ahead. Chris, I was asking for you to be in your 20s and to be so young. Where did all this wisdom come from? <laughs> um, <laughs> listening to, <laughs> well, I was mostly raised my, by my grandparents. And then not only that, like I start off early just reading a lot of books. So, like a lot of leaders from Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and um, the story, um, lines go through like Tupac and much more, Nas. I just was very uh, keyed on to like their vision and much more. But like, I just, at that point, I just had a strong, you know, keen for like just learning even more on how I kind of make an impact. So it started early at high school and just continued from there. My feedback, you did a wonderful job. Like I said, to be so young and, and have this wisdom. I think he, uh, Antonio said, because you had a birthday, I think you're 28 now. At 28, I was yes, not. 28. I was not. I was not thinking like that at 28. <laughs> I mean, I, I was. I was uh, a part of network marketing, and so I had the books, the Thinking Grow Rich, and the, the Jim Rohns, and all those people. I was listening, but I wasn't paying attention like you did. <laughs> so you did a very yeah. good job. <laughs> like you said, if you could do it all by yourself, you're not dreaming big enough. That is true. That was a, a key point um, that I was grateful Ken wrote that in, in the chat because that was that was on point and that is very key. Wonderful job. Keep doing your thing. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. 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 And for the way I remember I told y'all but I'm talking to you. I'm a bit. <laughs> the way I told y'all that we are the first round is graded, not easy but a bit of bit above, right? So I mean, actually, according to the way I've been grading everyone else, actually score pretty high. So let's see. Who was next? I, I great. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Chris, you did an amazing job. You had my attention the entire time. I absolutely love the fact that you did, as uh, Antonio pointed out, you wore your own gear while you were doing the keynote. Um, and yeah. again, like the, and it, what Grace said, if you can do it all by yourself, you're not dreaming big enough, that caught my attention. So I, you did an amazing job. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, good stuff. Come on. Next person. Yeah, I think, I think that's me. Uh, Chris is Ken. I just want to say, yeah, great, great job like everyone else has been saying. Um, you, you held my attention the whole time. Um, something I really liked uh, because people that haven't, really kind of gotten to a certain level yet. Uh, they, a lot of people look at successful people and say, oh, you know, it was overnight or, uh, you know, it, it happened easily. And they don't see the struggles behind the scenes that you go through constantly. I mean, it's always, you know, even when you're at the top, there's still a hater out there, you know. Um, and, you know, my philosophy on that is if you don't have haters, then you're not successful. That's, that's just the way it is. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I really, really appreciate this message. I think it's uh, – Definitely something that hopefully as people listen to this more um, as they join the ATS Business University, uh, I, I really think it's a message that's going to resonate with a lot of people as they start building their own success and getting to higher levels. So 
uh, fantastic job. I really like it. Uh, also liked, you know, your presentation, as Antonio mentioned, uh, several months back at uh, Tia's event. So um, great job on doing that one as well. So I'll give you that feedback today. Thank you so much. Go. Good job, man. Good job, Chris. I hope you're receiving this. I think I'm yep. following code vaccine. And then was there one more person after that? Oh, let's see the last. Jerome. And Jerome. There you go. Okay. Uh, Chris, I want you to know that I really enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoy watching your podcast all the time. and But it must be something about being from that part of Texas. Uh, my mother's is from <laughs> Leon County, just a few miles from Huntsville. But I used to listen to one of her father's cousins, the old blues singer, Lightning Hopkins. You came across to me like I used to hear him play the blues a lot. You have an old soul, keep it. And I just want to end this by saying I'm going to follow something Pamela said the other night. She said if she had a daughter, I think she'd hook her up with you. And, and if I had a son, I wouldn't be just like you. God bless you and keep going. The world is yours. Thank you. Thank you so much. Come on, guys. I like that. I like that. I mean, actually, actually, yeah, you actually did a pretty good job in the keynote. It was actually, it was actually a good job. Good job. You was a little short, but you did a good job. You used the Q&A. <laughs> Jerome. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, Chris. I'm going to be one of them haters, okay? I'm going to go tell him <laughs> You ain't got no business being that young with that kind of wisdom. And I'm just going to say it. And nobody else going to say it. throughout the entire presentation. A couple of them that resonated with me on a personal level, don't let your past hold you down. Get out of your comfort zone. Dude, all up on my toes. Because you know how you in your comfort zone, you can't get nothing done. And the one you said near the end, that's so, so important. Somebody is counting on you. Dude. We all need to hear that. Someone's counting on you. Sir, thank you so much for delivering that powerful message. And I believe all of us on the line can grab something out of that and use it for ourselves, no matter where we are. Thank you so much for what you delivered this evening. Thank you so much for your feedback. Good yourself, man. Good introduction that was my favorite part of it Martin Luther King quote and then you used the what did he kept saying oh how will you act in a time of trouble as both the end of the introduction and a transition to your main body that's something that you know experienced speakers do so good job to you there well, that's it for me.
as this would be pretty, pretty high score. Billy Susan, take it away. Well, I agree with everything that was said here tonight. I was so looking forward to hearing you, um, and you exceeded my expectations. Uh, one thing I think that you really could be an in-demand, highly paid professional speaker. Mm. Wow. Be because what you have can work for leadership, for sales teams. And I personally know that they're looking for this for the millennials. The, the leaders may be older, but they have their team are the millennials. And they need someone to come in and motivate, inspire, and give them really how-tos to go about doing this. And that's where I think with just a little bit of tweaking and additions, you could really do this out in the marketplace. And um, what, I, what I mean by that is when you talked about the four traits of a leader, that's really good. Mm -hmm. That's really good stuff there. Um, all the way through, and I loved your opening as well, just coming back from the University of Alabama where our daughter's a professor there in race and gender studies. She's really shaken it up there and that's why they hired her. And we went to Birmingham and just, you know, um, surrounded by all that. So it really touched me, um, that, that opening. I like where you said the top 10% work extra hard. And um, when Phil asked you for your definition of integrity, I'd like to see that in there. And I kind of felt that because you said the word integrity a lot and that when you said that, I knew that what you were saying were, was high value and ethical and all those things that when a company hires someone, the meeting planner is really afraid what the speaker's gonna say. That's why they wanna hear a lot of it beforehand because the meeting planner's butt's on the line you know, when they hire a speaker. So they really wanna work with you and know what you're gonna be saying, have a clear, concise outline of what it is you're gonna be doing um, for their team. So always remember that, and, and I think you do that well. Um, one way that I think I would have connected with you as a person, and I, I was a little disappointed that I didn't get that, I think that it could really, stretch this out more to a 45 minute presentation would be um, a little bit more of your story you know when you're when you're telling people over and over to do something they need to hear you know and connect with you on a personal level and then they're going to want to go out and do it because you know you've inspired them you want to do the call to action which you did and you you ask for the commitment from everyone and you you know you even can help in driving sales with sales teams with this um but to weave that personal story when you sent when we connected on facebook you immediately sent me a messenger and i thought that was really a cool thing to do and i think we all should do that 
you sent me a link to learn more about you. And when I, you know, and I went back to that today and was looking through that. So I was looking forward to hearing some of that, what you went through to get to where you are. I mean, at your age, 28, 29, and to, to be to, as together as you are, I want to know how it happened. And I think that if you add that in, then you're going to connect on a personal level with your audience. And that's how they're going to remember you as a person, because how you make them feel is what they're going to remember when it's all said and done. Now, the meeting planner is going to remember the call to action, and they're going to take that when, when the program's over, and they're going to review those things. The meeting planner, the, the leader, the sales manager, they're going, to, they're going to send a memo to all the people, and they're going to follow up. A good, a good one will. But for, in order for the person to do it, they need to remember how you made them feel. So, and then Thank I you. really, um, you're very, the closing, how will you react in times of trouble? And that was your very last thing you said. And I would like to see the tone of your voice change a little bit there and really slow down with it so that you really connect with the people on those, that final question that you ask them. Yeah. That's all for me right now. Chris. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, by the way, I spoke to high school students free for, for six years. Between the age of 22 and 28, I went to high schools and spoke for free. And I spoke about sex, drugs, and money, and I knew about two of them. <laughs> then the president of a bank, <laughs> then the president of a bank in Mount Vernon, Ohio, calls me up and says, "Phil, I hear you speak. What do you charge?" I went, "Charge? What a great idea!" Now you know which one I didn't know about. And I said, "25 bucks." He said, "Great." And I said, "Ooh, I should have said 30." So I appreciate where you are right now, and I think you're in the position to really break out. Um, while Antonio was reading your introduction. People watch you when they read their introduction. So I didn't know if you standing there in the state of meditation is what you did on purpose or not. But always remember, as they're reading your introduction, they're watching you. So make, be conscious of that on what you're doing while they're reading the introduction. Another thing I do in your introduction, you mentioned a lot of time topics. And then at the end, you said mindset. I'd like to see you switch that. I'd like you to say he works on mindset that affects these topics. So you use mindset as the big picture and then the topics as the breakdowns. And you are talking about the one topic. I would like to have you say, how would you react in times of trouble? Mother Mary comes to me speaking. No, in times of trouble. Because the world needs you. I would, I would make that the start end of the how would you react in times of trouble because the world needs you? And I think that will put it together to, to make it more rounded. Um, the Martin Luther King quote I thought was really good. Uh, I love it when you said you've lost your cool. I, I wanted to know more about that. What happened that you <laughs> lost your cool and how did you 
how did it affect you and what what happened with it? I think that would have been important. Susan already pointed out the uh, the uh, define integrity. I would have liked to know what your definition of integrity is. I'd like to have you explain your T-shirt. Yeah, you, you had your shirt on and everything else, and I'm sitting there. Okay, when's he going to bring that in and let us know what that's about? Uh, one of my pet peeves is when I say motivation. I believe the only motivation is self motivation. So whenever I use the term motivation, I always do self-motivation. You know, I got five kids and six grandkids, and I can't motivate them to do anything. But I can teach them to self-motivate themselves. I think that's important. Yeah. Um, I don't know if spat is a word. It could be. But spit is a word that I know is, is a word. And you were that saying might spat. might a little slang. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's cool. And, and you yeah. can use it. There's no problem there. Um, one thing that I've never mentioned before on any of these calls, and I think Antonio will remember, when I do my programs, I have a bunch of books behind me, and I use that as a visual aid and a tool. And so the first book I hold up is the Bible. I say it's a pretty good book to read from time to time, because you mentioned that you've used books to get you where you are today. You might want to use that as a tool. To I have a suitcase full of books, and depending upon who this who the client is, depending on what books I throw in my case to use during my presentation. Um, you had good gestures. Uh, I, I would like to have you think about as you expand yourself to be a little bit more animated. Now, I know in this environment it's tough, and I understand that, but just keep in mind, you know, you're going to want to walk back and forth, you're going to want to stop, you're going to want to deliver points, then you want to come back, then you want to go move around more. Uh, great eye contact. I thought that was good. Uh, I'd like to see you smile more. Uh, that You're a serious topic, but I think you, we need to see that you're enjoying sharing with us these serious topics and what, what happens there. Um, we got a little technical difficulty at the end, so I, I wasn't too sure about your conclusion, but uh, but you seem to have tied it up pretty well once we got the technical things done. I love the Martin Luther King quote. The four things, communication, listening, vision, and trust. You, you might want to think about taking listening and make it a part of communication. Say listening is part of communication and maybe add another thing if you want to stay at four or just stay at three because I believe listening is part of communication. There's a, speed, there's a book yeah. called The Speed of Trust by, uh, by Stephen Covey's son. He says, when trust goes up, speed goes up, cost goes down. When trust goes down, speed goes down, cost goes up. So trust is truly an economic driver in all business. So you might want to check out that book, The Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey's son. Uh, let me see what else we got here. You know, when you say you use the word boss, I always like to tease. I say, well, you know, a boss is a double S O B backwards. Just to add a little <laughs> laughter into the group. <laughs> Just to put that in. Uh, and let's see what else. I think, uh, I think right now that's about it. Uh, you have a great future and just realizing that, you know, there's a speech you are planning to give. There's a speech you give. And then there's a speech you, you want. You say, next time I'll give this one. And that's how you grow and get better. And remember what uh, Les Brown says, who are you, what do you have, and why should I listen? And that's a good framework to kind of put your message across. So uh, 
thanks for, for sharing a bit of you with us and your commitment to making the world a better place. Thank you. Chris, good job, man. I love what both the judges said. That's why they are in their position. I am incredibly impressed with you. When I was 28, I was a loser. Loser. <laughs> a, a loser. I, I, I was coming up, though. But I was still a loser. I really was. I really was. Well, at least on the outside I was. I had the right mindset. But I did not possess anything that you possess. And I'm serious. I'm not just saying I'm not, man. You are this, you know, forty two year old man. Get <laughs> out there, keep up the good work. I beat your twice, half point. So you got you end up getting a fifteen out of sixteen. Not too bad. Not too bad. All of you start looking at TED Talk. TED Talk teach you how to take original angles at places or, or to a keynote. Very important when you speak and, you know, uh, often in front of large crowds. Another way to, and I fact, who, which one did I talk? I talked Grace this, this morning. That the more narrow your keynote is, it's the more unique you'll be. I'm not sure if I can, how, how, how do I? So what did he talk about? What, 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 what was the name of it? So you can talk about integrity and then how do you feel when, or how do you react when things are going bad? Then you can say, you can go narrower, because that's still broad. How do you react when things go bad on the worst day of your life? Now it's getting original. Yeah. How do you go yeah. bad when things go bad on the worst day of your life and you're burying a loved one? Now that's nearly completely original. You get it? So you just deeper than shorter you go, the, the more myopic you get, the more your keynote comes to life. I hope that helps y'all. Other than that, I'll let Phil and Susan uh, give some final words uh, to close us out, give us a word of encouragement or something. Well, we're really excited to um, be a part of this and to help all of you reach the potential that you all have inside of you and we know it's there and just practicing and working together taking all the classes and getting the confidence and studying like the ted talks that he suggested we we're excited to take everybody um, as far as they want to go yeah and my little words of wisdom at the end if you want to speak speak especially earlier in your careers find all the opportunities you can to get up in front of an audience because your content is something that the meeting planner is going to be interested in but the key is can you grab and hold an audience and those are two different skill sets 
So as you're developing your career, work on your content, your message, but also work on the style in which you deliver that content. Can you capture and hold an audience? And when you think of the great presenters, those are the two things they bring to the table that make them great presenters. And then, as I've said many times before, challenge at the end of your program specific things that that audience can go out there and implement so they improve their lives. And then they'll remember you as the one that told them that. And that's how you'll build your career and start getting referrals and saying, boy, I listened to, to Chris and he said this to me. I went out and did this and made my life better. We should have him at this meeting we have coming up. You haven't heard Chris? Oh, man, you got to hear him. He'll help you change your life. So those are some of the things you need to think about as you're crafting your material. Good stuff. Chris, Tempest, and I would love to uh, hire you as a photographer for the October event. So get a meet later. Definitely will. <laughs> All right, y'all love me too much. Give this man some love. <laughs> Good job, everybody. In, in the words of the great Les Brown, it's been a plum pleasing pleasure. <laughs> you can't plan better. You can dominate. All right, everybody. <laughs> you should really be famous for every tear you've ever cried, for everything that's ever happened to you, for all the abuse you've ever been through, for the divorce you've ever been through. You should absolutely be famous for that. Yeah, that's how I think. As a matter of fact, that's how most of us great motivational speakers or platform speakers we are. I speak over 400 times a year. I command over $40,000 a keynote. $40,000 a keynote. I can make $30,000 in 30 minutes. All because my story was one of tragedy. And I've learned how to take it to one of great wealth. I want to teach you that. I want to give to you free, no risk, no charge, no credit card needed, free 20 hours of how to get famous for telling your story. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plan better. You can dominate. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1% and they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires. Right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. 
Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money. And now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy. I've homeschooled my own children. And I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion-going self is not enough to get to the top 1%, and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. 
It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually, for me, to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is, I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this, it almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers. And you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable. And I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement. And then as Grant Cardone would say, 10X your retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I wanna send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost, I'll take the loss. And all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate.
when the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True, but it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter, and that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture and there are so many different things that you can do this summer as a matter of fact you can free up as much time as you want to but if you're not using ZipRecruiter you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people so what is ZipRecruiter what is probably the greatest job finder (laughs) that's out there and that's why you need Zip Recruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that Zip Recruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that Zip Recruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out uh, review and rate candidates four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter it is a blessing and no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about, well, you go to ziprecruiter.com slash B2B, all spelled the regular way. That's zip, Z-I-P, recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ziprecruiter.com slash B2B.
be. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.